TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Everybody, welcome you to the Two Guys and a Mike Show. Thanks for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago. Day two. Day two of the autumnal season. That summer hath come and gone. Fall is upon us, and it's a gorgeous Thursday, at least here in the fine city of Chicago. We appreciate your joining us. Two Guys and a Mike. Today it is one guy and one Mike, the big dog. We might check in with him. I believe he is on a job interview, job number 40, if you're keeping track on the uh, Big Dog's roster scale of various jobs. So he may check in on occasion, but will not be co-hosting. That leaves the co-host seat, of course, open to you, the listener out there. You want to dial in, talk to sports, make some comments, get into an argument, or God forbid, actually agree with something I say. You're more than welcome to check in at 888-463-6748. David Olson, our uh, producer on the other side of the glass, great to have him aboard, I think our female intern today, Tammy Hands, not here today. Called in sick, eminently disappointed. Very tough to do the show without our uh, female assistant, Tammy Hands. But we will move on. We will move on. 888-463-6748. I don't want you to think you have to take Tammy Hand's spot. That's tough shoes to fill. But if you want to call and talk some sports, we'd love to hear from you. we got a big weekend of uh, football coming up, certainly. Football Friday. Don't forget tomorrow, Big Dog back in the saddle. We'll make our Beat the Schmoes football picks. Uh, got a good weekend of NFL football, college football. Eh. You know, as far as marquee matchups, not that great, but still some Decent game on the decent games on the docket. And on occasion, we even talk a little high school football here as well. Some big games coming up tomorrow night across this fine country. I think Friday night is not just a Illinois thing. I think Friday night high school football is pretty much uh, well Friday night lights, right? There you go, made famous in the fine state of Texas. So we'll talk a little uh, high school football if you want to check in from any of the parts of the fine country that you're listening in and uh, promote a particular high school. Game or high school football program, we can do that. We're right here for you. We are user-friendly. You want to email us, you can do it at Mike2GuysAOL.com. We, of course, always happy to accept the emails. We'll read some over the air. That's M-I-C and the number 2, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. We um, talked about college football, you know, a decent weekend of college football. Not great, certainly not marquee one, not like week two of the uh, college football season was. But uh, pretty good game tonight. Pretty good game tonight. Maybe one of the better games of the weekend. You got Miami taking on uh, Pittsburgh. Good ball game. Miami coming off that shellacking against Ohio State where they did not look good. But Randy Shannon and company, the uh, the fighting Hurricanes, considered a top 20 team, maybe even top 10. They were actually one of my surprise picks, maybe even to go to a major bowl game. But they certainly didn't look that good against the Buckeyes. But they're taking on Dave Wanstead and the Pitt Panthers. That should be pretty good uh, Thursday night college football. Check that baby out. Tune in tonight. Good ball game. And then over the weekend, we got some decent ones. Big Ten teams, by the way, taking a hit. Big Ten teams uh, in general taking a popularity hit, if you will. Getting some flack from the fans on the tweeter. 
on the Facebook for scheduling some opponents. And I don't have the entire list in front of me, but I think we got an Eastern Michigan on the Dacket. We got an Akron on the Dacket. We got a uh, Austin P. We're going to get out the entire Big Ten schedule. You know, I'm kind of torn in this one. I think Eastern Michigan is, I think I said Eastern, Central Michigan is on there. Central Michigan actually a pretty good ball club. So uh, almost across the board. You have Big Ten teams playing either Division One A teams or a Division, you know, one double A A teams. Not the best of competition here in Week Four, and of course tomorrow or uh, next week, I should say, starts the Big Ten schedule. So a lot of teams, uh, you know, I think we all know we don't need to paint the picture here. They're trying to get some victories. You know, six wins is kind of the magic number where you get at least a look at a bowl game. Big Ten teams trying to get some early season victories and ideally get them at home where you get A, a payday, and you get B, a better chance for a victory. So it's understandable, but some of the teams are taking a hit. Now, again, I'm a little bit mixed on this because I can see the argument on one end, but I've always been a believer that uh, some of these teams that we tend to put down in Austin P and Eastern Michigan, ah, these teams aren't going to Akron, blah, 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 blah. And I think we get so, and the media feeds this, we get so hooked up into the uh, Division I, the powerhouse teams. That we just don't, I don't think, give the due respect to teams that, quote-unquote, are on the powerhouse schedule. And obviously, we've seen many, many upsets over the years. But you go down the schedule. I mean, you could say these are weak sisters and it's not good matchups. But you go down the rosters of these teams. And if I was the coach of an Ohio State, if I was the coach of a Michigan, if I was the coach of a Penn State playing some of these teams, that's exactly what I'd do in the locker room at some point. Maybe right before the game. Maybe on Thursday when the team, you know, hands in the middle, you know, final good practice before your uh, game. Hands raised. Everybody paying attention, at least hopefully probably the one kicker on the outside looking at the girl up in the stands, but hopefully most of the people paying attention. But read off. Read off the backgrounds of some of these players for the quote-unquote little sisters, the Austin Peas, the Akrons, et cetera, et cetera. You got all conference players. Maybe they're not quite as big. You know, coming out of high school, but but almost every player playing for these Division three or Division one double A schools, all conference players, very good high school players, talented kids. There is a ton, a ton of talented athletes out there now. Not just you know, fifteen, twenty, twenty five years ago, there was much less to select from. There was not the training programs, there was not the youth travel teams. And I'm not just talking football now. You could you compare this to any sport. So I think there is so much training now. There is so much athletic competition out there now for kids. Travel teams and et cetera, and working with personal trainers and wacko parents sending their kids, you know, at the age of 10, 11, and 12 to speed trainers and et cetera, et cetera. The sports business has become so large and it's so competitive at even the high school rank that there's a ton. There's a bevy of good athletes. And they can't all go to the number one school. And David Olson, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, did they not four or five years ago, they limited the rosters, right, for major college teams? It used to be like, I don't know, maybe this is seven, eight years ago. But they used to like, and I'm going to throw out a number, it's probably not exactly correct, 90 scholarships. And they brought it down to 75. Maybe it's 80 and they brought it down to 65, something like that. Where they limited the D1 scholarships. Yeah, I do remember that. It, yeah. it was a little bit longer than that. Yeah. I, I think okay. seven or eight years. I can look it up for you. All right. It didn't cost you a chance to uh, walk out of Notre Dame, though, apparently, no? No, David's giving me the signal. 
I'll take that as a simple no. But uh, all right, and that just adds to the argument that there is talent on some of these quote unquote. I don't even know how do you describe them. I don't want to say smaller schools. I don't want to say lesser schools. We got to come up with a politically correct slash respectful name for some of these institutions because they can play. I mean, I watched Northern Illinois take on University of Illinois. Good example there. Northern Illinois does not get the marquee players. Now, they're a Division One program. But they don't get, you know, the four-star, the five-star player. They're lucky to get one four-star recruit per year. Okay? And you watch that game. Now, Illinois won a 28-22. to It was an even game. Size-wise, athletically, talent, speed, it was an even game. Northern Illinois players were every bit as good as the Illinois players. So the point is there are tons of good athletes out there. And I think, uh, and again, you know, I said I was torn between, you know, the Big Ten teams scheduling so many weak sisters. And it's not just the Big Ten. I'm using them as an example, obviously, as a conference. But I think we often uh, don't respect enough some of these uh, smaller schools and the talent that the players on these particular teams have. And, again, a lot of all-conference, all-area, in some cases all-state players, maybe the all-state kids, not big enough, not quick enough, not strong enough maybe to make that Division One school. And those guys always play with a chip on the shoulder, too. So I'll be rooting, even though I'm a Big Ten fan, Midwestern guy, I'll be rooting for some upsets. Hopefully we're not going to see a lot of 49-3s, to 51-10s. If we see a lot of those, by the way, on Monday, Dave, feel free to take the first 15 minutes of this show and erase the tape. I don't want anyone going back and, you know. I do that anyway. <laughs> don't have to convince you, huh? Oh, goodness. But it uh, should be fun. Week number four, college football. And then uh, starting next week, we get into the conference games in full-fledged, and that should be a lot of fun. It's a long, you know, you, you know, you talk hockey and basketball, 82 games. You talk baseball, 160-some-odd games. And you think sometimes football only, yeah, you know, 11 or 12 games. Such a short season. They All, all that work. All that preparation, all that energy level, you got 15 coaches, you got eight administrators, spend millions of dollars in the athletic program for football, all for like 11 or 12 games. You know, when the hockey and the basketball play like 70 or 80 games, or college basketball play 34, you think, you know, that's not that long. But boy, you get into it. In a football season, it may only be 11 or 12 games, 13 if you're lucky, playing in a bowl. It is a grind. It is a long season. I feel like we've been into it a fair amount already, and we're only in week four. So even though they're only playing 11, 12, 13 games, it is a long season for those football teams, no question about it. Not just physically, but mentally as well. We'll talk about some of the matchups. We're going to go over the uh, NFL games today as well. We're hoping uh, an extended hour today. Is that right, David? We're going to go from 11 to 12? If that is your desire, you can have it. <laughs> if my voice holds up. If my voice holds out, we're hoping to go 11 to 12 today to a rare two-hour appearance of the two guys and a Mike show. And, again, you can join us here at 888-463-674. Now we're going to jump off the sports page as well, stories to get into. Uh, David, at some point I would like an update on our uh, favorite team right now, the team that we follow, the team that we're rooting for more than any sports team out there, and that's the Chilean Miners the team of 33 that are fighting through it. So we're going to uh, talk about them, see how they're doing that. That story has fascinated me. From the very beginning, um, 
both from a positive fascination and I guess in some sort of sense a sick fascination too. But I think much of the country has been, uh, I don't know, I say mesmerized by it, but certainly uh, you know, curious. It's an interesting, it's a fascinating story. We can hardly wait for the made-for-TV drama, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll be following. But let's hope it has a happy ending. That's the big key because it's not a TV show. It's not a made-for-TV drama. It's for real. So we'll uh, check in on them. Also, I want to get off the sports page today and throw out. Yes, sir. They, they did finally talk them into letting them send down cigarettes. Oh, really? They did, yeah. I, I heard they got wine for a particular there was a celebration of some, was it a Chilean holiday? Not familiar yeah, yeah, with it was some, it was something like that. But, yeah, they were. Okay. Yeah, they finally got them to send down a couple packs of cigarettes. Oof, that's not good. Because they improved the ventilation. Oh, they did. Okay. I was going to say, the non-smokers in there, there's probably enough conflicts already. But that, that, that concept is fascinating. And, again, at this point, you have to consider the Chilean miners a team, right? It's a roster of 33 strong. Boy, they've got to be strong. They didn't all enter into this experience willingly. But uh, you talk about you know everything we see in sports, overcoming adversity, sticking together against all odds, trying to pull off the ultimate upset, battling together, turning the me into we, being as strong as you possibly can. You're only as strong as your weakest link. I mean, you could take all the sports cliches, and I guarantee you they are playing true down in that mine. 49 days, 50 days, I believe. And still at least probably another month to come, maybe a couple of months. So we'll uh, check in on them and talk about that, too. And, again, uh, anybody wants to comment on that, if you're listening in the uh, – our signal checking a check, uh, sig- kicking out? Hello. Hey, Blue 42, Red 70. People do have computers in Chile, right? Yeah, maybe not in the mine, but – No, I understand. The miners aren't going to be hearing us right now, but there could be people in Chile listening to the two guys at a mic show right now. Stranger things have happened. Maybe not. <laughs> also want to throw this out to you now completely get off the sports page over our two-hour experience here. And uh, as long as we got David here and not Joel David Olson, our media, TV, movie critic and analyst. Some people say analyst. We like to call you the, or actually some of our listeners have referred to you as the analyst. But... Uh, <laughs> But we'd like to go over, I uh, need a good laugh today, need, need a little feel good. Not. We've talked a little bit about favorite comedies. I want to get more, a little more specificity on today's program. We're all about specificity. As long as Tammy Hans is not here today, we can get specific. When our female intern is around, we get too specific. Sometimes me and Joel get in trouble. But um, So I, w- I want to see if our listeners can contribute and come up with some of the funniest scenes now, they may be from some of the funniest movies, but the scenes that have absolutely made you crack up, the ones when you look back a year ago, 2, 5, 10, 15, you older guys out there, you saw a movie 30 years ago, and you look back, and it still makes you smile and makes you crack up. So those comedic scenes, I've written down about maybe 8, 9, or 10, off the top of my head, that are classic comedy scenes, and I'm sure I forgot a bunch of them, but I'd like some contribute. David, I know you've got a, a few classics out there. See if we can get a good laugh. And uh, it's interesting, too, because you can get a lot of them on YouTube. You can get everything on YouTube. It's unbelievable, including the story of the Chilean Miners. All right, so we'll do all that. We'll cover the NFL football games, too. Get a little preview for the football Friday. We'll talk some NHL hockey here in Chicago. The defending Stanley Cup champions got beat down. Go to Hawks. 
He shoots, he scores! A shot and a goal! Blackhawks lose. Panic across the city of Chicago as the Hawks go 0-1 in exhibition season. We'll talk a little bit of hockey. We'll get off the sports page as well. Take a quick break here. David Olson, our producer, the big dog, Joe Edwanski, might be checking. And we want to hear from you guys out there. Dial it up. Phone lines are open. 888-463-6748. Two guys and a mic. TalkZone.com. Back in about a minute and 12 seconds. Our breaks are short. to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Yeah, welcome back. Two Guys and a Mic show. Uh, Mark's Brothers, uh, Dave, we were talking about great comedic act scenes that crack you up. Mark's Brothers, for me, Groucho, Chico, and Harpo would uh, do the trick. And I saw some quotes, can't remember where it was yesterday, from uh, Groucho Marx. And they were talking about, you know, how we're always politically correct. Welcome back, by the way, TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic, Coach flying Solo today. We're going to try to get the big dog on the phone line via a job interview. I think he's on the train on the way to a job interview. So we'll see if we can aggravate some people on the train by having uh, – we'll get Joel excited, get him talking sports a little bit, and he he can be the obnoxious guy on the cell phone in the middle of the train. Maybe we'll even get some uh, listeners, you know, from the train to come out. We can survey them a little bit. But – um Phone number here, 888-463-6748 if you want to check in. Coach flying solo today. Coach is me, by the way. Hate to use a third person. 888-463-6748. Get to some college football matchups in a second. Talking some comedic scenes. And you know how politically correct, uh, and this is not a scene, but a pretty humorous quote from Groucho Marx, where we always talk about helping our future generations. Right? I mean, you know, global warming, you know, peace. Whatever it might be, almost all of our, you know, the economy, we got to, you know, Social Security, we got to protect things for future generations. Groucho Marx's uh, quote was, what have future generations ever done for us? <laughs> oh, goodness. By the way, I still think maybe one of the greatest classic comedic lines of all time 
came from Groucho Marx. Or he said, I refuse to join this club. I will not join any club or organization that would have me as a member. <laughs> One of the great, and again, we're going to talk comic scenes today. One's the crack you up, but uh, that, that line I think is one of the classics of all time. Right along with Rodney Dangerfield's, uh, I tell you, my mother never loved me, never loved me at all. She breastfed my brother and said she liked me as a friend. Classic Rod. There are very few comedians that could put me down for the, I mean, I love comedy. Laugh a lot. There's only a few that could put me down for the count. Rodney Dangerfield, when he got on a roll, he would be one of them. Don Rickles, when he got on a roll, he would be one of them. And occasionally, uh, well, the Three Stooges and the Marx Brothers, they're right up there, too. But if you talk stand-up comedians, the two that probably tied me up in knots the most uh, would be Rodney Dangerfield and Donnie Rickles. Again, you want to chime in today. Comedy, kind of our uh, second city, if you will, here in the second city of Chicago, 888-463-6748. Let's uh, real quick, we're going to go over NFL football a little bit later on, but let's take a look uh, at some of the college football matchups for the weekend. We mentioned uh, tonight's game, Pittsburgh and Miami, pretty good game. Pretty good game. Ja'Cory Harrison company for the Miami Hurricane trying to bounce back against the always disheveled and the somewhat discombobulated. David Wanstead and the Pitts Panthers, They, uh, I know they lost LaShawn McCoy. I don't know who their new running back is this year, but Pitt was a preseason top 20. Pretty good ball club. Three and a half points. Game's at Miami. And they're a three and a half point favorite. No, I'm sorry. Game's at Pittsburgh. Miami. Three and a half point pick. If you, uh, We don't, don't advise... Gambling out there to all the young listeners uh, that are paying attention right now. First of all, if you are a young listener right now, uh, get back to class. School. It's not a holiday. What are you doing listening to our program? Actually, we shouldn't say that because there are many teachers that have found our program educational. We've been piped into uh, study halls on occasion. You know, uh, maybe like an hour and a half physics class. You need a break sometimes. They have found, in addition to a snack break or a water break, about two or three minutes listening to two guys in a mic show, Big Dog and a Coach, five days a week, one hour a day, 10 to 11 each and every day, five in total. We have become very therapeutic. Grades can actually increase. It's almost as good as having a healthy breakfast. Just a couple of minutes with the two guys in a mic show. We can do that for the uh, academics out there in this uh, fine world. And that's scientifically proven. No. Not scientifically, but I always thought science was overrated anyways. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm a big hit, by the way, a parent go to school night. If they would only have like a question and answer session, then I could have a lot of fun. But typically, you know, the teachers, I went to one at the high school just uh, last week. It's like, it's like um, you know, a bunch of robots moving from class. You get like eight minutes in each class. The teacher. Beep. And a bunch of lemmings crossing the hall. Everybody's trying to find, all the adults trying to find where their classrooms are into the next classroom. Beep! Just reminded me how much I despised. Well, not despised. But how much I disliked the traditional school academic atmosphere as we get totally sidetracked here. I can still remember. Never took a grad class in my life. Never had a desire, really, to sit into a formal classroom. I can still remember... Last week, last couple days, the last day of classes, and I'm th I thought to myself, this is it. When you think about it from age, when do you go to kindergarten? Now, your kids are almost ready, right, Dave? Five? 
Yeah, they're five when they go to okay. kindergarten. Five. When yeah. you start actually sitting, I don't know, maybe kindergarten is not a good example. Probably first grade when you start sitting at a desk. And I know schools are getting more progressive now, so it's not yeah, as yeah, good. It's first grade when you start sitting at the desk. Yeah. Because kindergarten, they still sit at tables yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So Kindergarten's awesome. Kindergarten, clearly, and I'm going to get sidetracked off my sidetrack. Kindergarten is wasted on the youth, right? Five-year-olds, you know, don't appreciate it. Can you imagine? A lot of times I think we should live life in reverse. Start working first. Have a family and then move downward. And can you imagine, like, at our age right now, Dave, kindergarten? You show up, you know, you get a little story reading time, a little nap time, a little cookie break, a little finger painting, recess. be awesome. Be like, it's, it sounds like Club Med. <laughs> We all need to go back to kindergarten again. I might start club bed kindergarten style. Huh. I can still remember my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Hedges. Great woman, by the way. Wonderful woman. If you're listening, Mrs. Hedges, 888-463-6748. If she is listening, she might challenge that guy who just celebrated a birthday for the oldest person. Was he the oldest in the country or oldest in the world? 114 years old. Yeah, yesterday. Guy turned 114. I think David Letterman in his joke last night said, if you're going to send birthday wishes, do it quickly. <laughs> oh, goodness. By the way, did you see Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin? Joaquin? Joaquin. Joaquin? Joaquin, yeah. So I call him Joakim because we got Joakim Noah here for the Chicago Bull. But that he came back on, and that interview was almost as awkward as the awkward interview. Well, yeah, because Dave, Dave was kind of pissed and you could tell because yeah. he wasn't in on the joke and he right he it was like he was on the fence he was rained and i think joaquin phoenix joaquin 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 phoenix i think he was uncomfortable too because he didn't know which way Letterman yeah, was yeah, going. yeah well i mean do you remember oh the original classic. interview yeah, yeah, saw yeah, yeah. i saw a lot just happened to be watching that day that was a hilarious interview and, of course, you know, YouTube now, it's up to, I think, over a million hits on that one. That was about a year and a half ago. And now right, he's exactly, got the, but, exactly. But, but I expected yesterday's interview to be a little bit more free flow. He didn't have the beard. He didn't have the sunglasses. But uh, Joakim Phoenix, still a pretty weird dude. Yeah, yeah. He's a little, he's a little. A weird family. Yeah. So. A little off. Well, you got River. Wasn't River his brother? Yeah, River was his older brother. Who was the dad? I, I don't think the dad was famous. Okay. Now, is he married to someone famous? Joaquin Phoenix, as I said, is the brother-in-law. Oh, Casey Affleck, the director of his movie. Is his brother-in-law. Well, so who's married to who? His I, sister? I, I, think, I think Casey Affleck is married to his sister. Ah, okay. So there's a female Phoenix. They're like five or six kids. Okay. All right. Weird dude. Weird interview. You want to catch it? I'm sure you can YouTube it. But uh, I get sidetracked once again. How did we get off the whole kindergarten thing? Can't remember. But I, I still remember the last day or two of my collegiate career way back when thinking to myself, this is it. After you know, being at age five or six, all the way up to age 21, 15 years of basically the same routine for a good part of your life. Sit in the desk, listen to teacher, Beep. Walk like a bunch of lemmings to your next class. Bring out your book. Sit in class. Listen to the teacher. Beep. Go to the next class. Maybe a little lunch break. You know, that's the routine. And I was so 
happy to get out of that routine. I remember saying to myself, I'll never sit in class again, and I really haven't. Not that I haven't done anything educational, but I've never gone to a back into a formal classroom that still bothers me. And, and to the education uh, teachers, educational, high school, college, junior high, it has advanced since those days. It's a little bit more creative. There are different things going on. I don't think it's quite as much. It's definitely not quite as much lecture from the teacher as it used to be, but still. It still has its parameters, uh, and again, uh, any of our educators out there, if anybody's fed up with the educational system like I am, feel free to check in, 888-463-6748. Despite all the different creative things they're doing, there's still the basics of the classroom, the teacher, the bell ringing, and moving from class to class. All right, 888-463-6748. We started breaking down Miami and Pittsburgh, and we ended up in kindergarten class. I'm not sure how that happened. Go back to the tape, David, and... What I need to do with you is sit down after a show, you know, like a coach, like reviewing game tape. You know, ideally we should have Joel in here too because he gets, you know, I, I, I'm the lead guy, but Joel certainly takes us down some sideway paths as well. And we need to listen back to the tape and find out exactly where we went awry. Of course, that takes extra preparation. We haven't done that yet. Uh, all right, so you got Miami and Pittsburgh tonight. Let's check out some other college football game. Tomorrow, TCU taking on SMU Saturday. you got Northwestern uh, at Northwestern, seven-point favorite against the fighting Chippewa from Central Michigan. That's actually one of the better Big Ten games. That could be a good match. Central Michigan, I think, coming in at 301. Uh, pretty good team. One of the dominant factors in the MAC conference. Of course, they had... Uh, Ex-Chicago Bear, now Cincinnati Bengal quarterback Danny Lefevre throwing the football form record setter, NCAA record setter. Uh, he's no longer with the Chippewa, but that's a good game, good program. They will give Northwestern a battle. Northern Illinois at Minnesota. Minnesota four-point favorite, Golden Gophers in bad need of a victory. Tim Brewer trying to turn that program around. It's turning into be a little bit of a struggle, and he needs to do it this year. He's probably got one more year. Maybe one more year, but the Golden Gopher got to kick it into high gear. Won't be an easy task because Northern Illinois, a pretty darn good football team. That's going to be a good battle. Uh, Purdue at home taking on Toledo. Purdue a 12-point favorite. I haven't seen Toledo play this year. I believe the scouting report on them basically has two words. Not good. Not good. The Toledo. What is Toledo? Not the Owls. Blue Hens? The Toledo Blue Hens have it. All right, we got Bowling Green taking on Iowa. The Hawkeyes, or I'm sorry, Bowling Green taking on Michigan. We all know Michigan had the scare last week. They are 25-and-a-half-point favorites, almost got beat by Massachusetts. Will they come back angry, or is it possible because of the phenomenation of a Denard Robinson that we overrated the Michigan Wolverine? And Denard Robinson can't gain 489 total yards every game. It is very possible that the Rich Rodriguez disaster might still occur. And I will tell you, the more I've watched him this year, the more I've kind of secretly, under the covers, a little bit rooted for Rich Rodriguez. He's starting to creep into my epidermis a little bit. I'm actually starting to enjoy the Michigan Wolverines. And I know, for one, when they played Notre Dame, I rooted for him. Rooted for him. Rooting for Rich Rodriguez and the Michigan Wolverines. Maybe it's just my natural habitat of uh, wanting to root for the underdog. But at any rate, we'll see. I think Michigan may be a little overrated. We'll see if Bowling Green can give them a game. Iowa and Ball State. The Hawkeyes, 28-point favorites. They're coming off a upset at Arizona. Going to be an angry Iowa team. Now, Iowa's offense is not that explosive, so the 28 points, 
is a lot to give away, but if I was a betting man and I'm not, I would give away the 28 points and take Iowa. Indiana. Has anybody heard anything about Indiana football this year? It's the quietest program out there. Most underrated player in all of college football, my guy Ben Chappell. Or Chappell, as we like to call him. Guy's been playing college football for nine years. I think he's redshirt. He's 32 years old. He's got his wife and kids, and I think one grandkid's up in the stands. But he's a heck of a quarterback. Somebody, somebody talk Indiana football with us, please. They're taking on Akron. I guess nobody's going to be talking Indiana football. Here's how bad Akron is. Indiana, 22-point favorite over the fighting zip. Oof. That's not good. All right, any other college football? Ohio State, Eastern Michigan, forget about it. Game of the Saturday. For the third consecutive Saturday, game of the day is going to be the Stanford Cardinal taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Stanford, as much as I don't like Jimmy Harbaugh, the ex-Bear quarterback who annoyed me on a regular basis as a quarterback for the Bears, I'm grudgingly, grudgingly admitting that uh, he's a pretty damn good coach. Runs in the Harbaugh family, I guess. But Stanford uh, taking on Notre Dame at Notre Dame and the Stanford Cardinal four-and-a-half-point favorite. The last two Notre Dame games, folks, have been two of the best regular season college football games we've seen in a long time. Going to take a quick break here in a second. But, uh, yeah, Notre Dame-Michigan two weeks ago, Notre Dame-Michigan State last week. I mean, just scintillating, scintillating drama on a football field from the personality of the coaches to the young players to the veteran quarterback. I mean, it was made for TV drama. And, of course, both of them had fantastic finishes. And i got to tell you, I think we're going for three in a row. I don't know if Notre Dame is going to win or not, but I think Stanford and Notre Dame could be a classic. People may be looking back to this period of three games in the Brian Kelly era as three of the most exciting games, make or break. I don't know what's going to do with the program, but three of the most exciting college football games you've seen. I'm very anxious to watch that matchup. Stanford taking on Notre Dame. We'll take a quick break here. David Olson, our producer. Big Dog going to check in, hopefully, in a little bit. Coach flying solo right now. You can check in at any point. We're going two hours today, folks. 11 to 12, we're back at you. 888-463-6748. Phone lines are open. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Our email, we'll take a quick break. Back in a second. TalkZone.com.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, two guys at a mic show. David, I was over at the uh, veterinarian's office the other day, and the sign said veterinarian is off, back in five minutes, and then it said sit, stay. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748, the coach flying solo today, but for a brief moment in time, and... uh We'll take any moments we can get with our co-host, Joe Radwanski. He's on the way to a job interview. He is in the middle of some Chicago transportational system. I believe it's a train. Let's welcome in the big dog on our Thursday show here. Dog, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. And it might be very brief, Coach, for the simple fact that uh, in about uh, two or three minutes, I'll be going into Union Station, and sometimes the signal will drop. So I might be in the middle of a comment and just disappear. But like, trust me, I'll be okay, Coach. Like I said, brief with you is like many moments with others. Yeah, but I and really do I, hope I do hope I get this job, Coach. It's with uh, Diageo Liquors. Diageo. Okay. I'd be an ambassador. They'd send me out to different bars, buying shots ah. for people. Uh, like get you know, basically, I'm going to have an expense account that is about a thousand dollars more a month than what I make. You know, you better be quiet because you keep describing there's, there's going to be a lot of people run down there and get in front of you for the job interview. So you're you're talking about actually getting paid for to being go sent. go to bars and buy shots for people wow. and mingle and take people out to dinner. It's basically wow. my particular dream job. And, you know, what the, the ideal is, is I have a, a great idea for a, a television show. And I've been and I've been doing the math with it. And I've been talking to the producer of uh, the guy that does that Chi-Town Mix. Yep. For me, and then we think we can actually produce this show for about for about eighty grand, and we're gonna. I'm gonna tell them, you know, we can do it for half a mil, and to them, it'll be like a, a like fourteen half hour commercial. What show are you we know talking about? What, what show? It basically would be me going around the country, uh, drinking different, you know, like going to bars and seeing if they can pour the Guinness properly, and then after uh-huh. that, I'll start drinking their scotch, and then I'll start yeah. drinking their rum. Well, don't copy. And we'll feature different bars, and I'll drink nothing but Diageo brand products. And then next thing you know, it's like they have a half-hour commercial of me going to bar. And it, you have to admit, Coach, you always said if you followed me around with a yes. camera, you'd get a good show. Well, I, there you go. I was just going to say that, and don't copy my idea. It wasn't exactly selling a particular liquor at a bar, but I always said... Well, that's the point. I wouldn't be selling the liquor. I would just happen to be going there, and I'd be drinking a Guinness. I'd be drinking mm-hmm. a Johnny Walker Blue Label, like that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the cheapest production for a TV show ever. Somebody could follow you around, sort of like the Blair Witch Project of uh, (laughs) the Blair Witch Project of evening of of late night bars, and just follow you around and just call the show Joel. It's very simple. You don't have to hire any actors. You would be it, and uh, you get all the residuals. You'd probably drink all the residuals, but I guarantee you, it'd be the most entertaining show on TV. Well, instead of somebody else making all the money off it, I'm gonna I'm gonna make yeah. all the money off of it. Yeah, so, I'll, you know, give me one percent, two percent for uh, bring, coming up with the idea. I'll be a happy man. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny. Is like I've been poor for so long, and all these good things are happening to me. You know, I'm involved in that MyMVPs.com. Yes, sir. And uh, PepsiCo is throwing down, is throwing a boat. They actually backed up a truck and are dumping money on us. Uh, so who is it? Uh, PepsiCo, you know, the oh. company that owns Pepsi. Okay. I thought you said I mean, Pepto. I'm just like, seriously, I mean, how has all this stuff happened to me at once? I'm going to go from mm-hmm. basically being penniless, not even penniless, minus penniless, 
to all of a sudden, you know, having like having a job and people uh, getting their money. So hopefully, you know, yeah. within the next three months, yeah. I, I well, won't have to eat ramen noodles and tuna. See, <laughs> hey, don't knock ramen noodles and tuna. That's a good combination. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, it's a great combination. The combination, but if that's all, you can eat one packet of ramen noodles and two cans of uh, tuna all day. Mm-hmm. You know, you wonder why I'm, I'm only 210 pounds. Yeah, gets old. Uh, no question about it. Try a little olive oil, maybe a little balsamic vinegar, sprinkle a little Parmesan cheese. You'll be all good. Um what was I going to say? I got so lost in my ramen noodles and, and tuna fish. Uh, let's see. Hit shows. We were talking M- MVPs. That's uh, MyMVPs.com. Oh, I was going to say, it's it's with you, Big Dog, it's going to be the trickle-down theory. Sort of a, who had the trickle-down theory? Is that that was uh, Ronald Reagan, and okay. he was correct about it, considering so that uh, we need to go to the trickle. in really, really good shape after he was in office for a couple of years. The key. The key is, will the money trickle down from one of the great corporations in America, PepsiCo, and will it trickle down from step one, two, three, four, five, six, down to on-the-field roving reporter, Big Dog Radwanski, will corporate money make its way into your uh, left or right gluteus maximus in the wallet that might be hanging around there? We'll see. It's going to take a while, I think, for that. But, you know, as soon as the, as soon as my MVPs get sold, I have a certain percentage of it. So that I'm not worried about. Uh, but I, that I'm not really too concerned about, Coach. All things are looking up on that particular uh, area. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty happy. <laughs> and now we're getting to the point where I might be lost within the next minute. Okay. And if I am, uh, sayonara, and I'll give you a call yeah. back in about five minutes. Coach. Not a problem. Just make sure you're pre- – by the way, we're going two hours today. we got 11 to 12 special, too. Very, very exciting. Going to be live from 11 till 12 o'clock if my voice holds out. Uh, don't forget tomorrow also, prepare yourself, Big Dog Football Friday. I want you to come in with a little thought process season. You've been on, I'm a big believer in off the cuff, but you've been a little too off the cuff in your football picks. Yeah, well, the only week that I actually prepared was the first yes. week, and I went 3-0. and And ever since then, I, I like legitimately just, I didn't yep. even know what the point spreads were. And I was calling you, I'm like, what games I was going to watch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, I can't do that anymore, Coach. No, that's why I'm talking. And not a lot. You can over-prepare. There's a happy medium. But, you know, bring out your number two lead pencil, do a little bit of preparation. Just don't overthink it. Go with your I wanna, instincts. I, I want to ask you this before Uh-oh. we go into this. Considering, you know, normally we don't do the Monday game because of the fact that we want our results on Monday. Yeah. But the fact, if the Bears are playing Monday night, can we have the Bears as one of our picks? I'm a big believer in uh, audibles in football. I'm a big believer in changing your game plan as we go. The answer to the question, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, quite simply, the best of me to tell you is uh, I will have the Bears-Packers guaranteed winner on Monday. Guaranteed? For uh, tomorrow. Not after Monday, but on Monday. Yes. Well, <laughs> and normally I don't ever do any national uh, games throughout the I think we hit the we hit the part where the big dog is phased out. All right. We'll see if we can get him back. I was going to ask him uh his predictions at a couple of games, one, the one I'm staring up at the TV screen, pretty good game, number 24-ranked Oregon State, the Beaver, with head coach Mike Riley, who I happen to think one of the better coaches in the country, taking on Boise State. Can they keep the dream alive? That's going to be an interesting matchup. That is uh, Saturday. I think they're showing it on national TV about a 7 o'clock game. That's going to be a pretty good game. And I wonder his thoughts on tonight's game, because I think Miami-Pittsburgh are uh, going to be a classic. I don't typically... Watch the uh, Thursday college football game. Kind of save it for the weekend. But tonight, David Olson, I will be going DVR. Aren't you glad I didn't say tape? Actual DVR. Yeah. Uh, and here's good, another good thing. Good for you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'll probably go back to tape tomorrow. Um, 
Here's another thing I'd throw out. We, we talked about our, our adopted team here. We're going to bring them up a little bit today, the Chilean miners, and get a little update on how they're doing and some of the fascinating scenarios around them. But let me throw this out to our sports fans out there. Uh, clearly, clearly, in addition to the physical struggles that they're going to have, the mental struggles are probably even, maybe even more so. Maybe even more so. Motivation. Just stay with it. What coaches out there? Or athletes, or announcers, who in sports, but I guess we're particularly thinking of coach, who could give those minors? Who would be the guy you would pick if they could squeeze through that hole right now and go down there and talk for 10 minutes and give them a pep talk? Who would be the guy that could motivate them the most? If you were to pick a coach that's no longer with us anymore, you want to go the route of Vince Lombardi, a Newt Rockney? You know, what do they need? Do they need a softer approach, the hard? We need to get Bobby Knight down there? Stop complaining about your conditions. It's about overcoming adversity. I don't want to hear about 35 days or 45 days down here without light and without food and without your wives or kids. You know, did they need that hard-nosed approach? Probably not. Could go the Bobby Knight route. But what coach out there do you think could give them the best motivational speed? Def- definitely. Definitely not Chicago Bear coach Lovey Smith. The only value he would have if there are, and probably lack of sleep, is probably a problem with some of the minors. You could bring Lovey down there and some of them who have been unable to sleep due to the conditions. That might do it. Well, we like our mind. We know you want to get out, but we're doing all we can. Our... Construction, we're not construction people. What would you call the people trying to, uh, are, are the miners trying to, to rescue you? We like, we like those miners. They're doing a fine job. We're sure you're going to get out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Lovey Smith's the guy you want down there. Definitely not. Now, Ozzie Gian, the White Sox manager, that might be interesting. He can motivate a little bit. Combination of motivation. I would think, uh, a, a little bit of humor. Is badly needed. And he could speak and fire him up and probably for the Chilean, well, I don't know, with, with the Chilean? What are they, what language do they speak in Chile? They might understand Azigian. Might not be that far from the Hispanic language, so maybe they could understand all of Azigian. But if you, if you want to check in on that again, the miners kind of our self-adopted team here on the two guys at a mic show. What coach out there now, uh, or who is not with us anymore. Maybe you want to go back and bring out a coach from days gone by. It's fantasy time, so we can do that. What coach would you like talking to those minors? Who could best inspire them to fight through the next 45 days? Yes, sir. Spanish is the official language okay. of Chile. so there you so. go. That might work for Ozzy or work against them. As a matter of fact, I think they all through South America except for Brazil. Okay. okay. The official What's language. wrong? Well, in Brazil they speak uh, Portuguese. Bunch of renegades. Yeah. There's always got to be the one guy that's got to be different, you know? All right. At any rate, you want to chime in on that? We'd love to hear from you. 888-463-6740. Again, 888 A lot of things on the docket, too. We also are going to get to our uh, segment. I've given people time to think a little bit. David Olson, our producer, our media expert. Uh, comedic scenes. Actual, specific scenes from movies or TV shows that absolutely cracked you up. We're going to do that after the next segment, 888-463-6748. Don't forget, we're going two hours today. 
So we're going to go from 11 to 12, too. Make sure you join us. Phone lines will be open. We'll concentrate a little bit on the weekend coming up in NFL football. We'll do that. We'll hope to get the Big Dog back as well. It's not a bad gig the Big Dog has, by the way. There are a lot of people that would like that job. I don't know how much he gets paid for it. I don't want to build his hopes up too much, but uh, a liquor company basically paying for him to go to various bars at night, paying for him. And to buy drinks for people, I think I got this right, for that specific liquor to get people encouraged to drink that liquor, and then he schmoozes them a little bit. Hopefully he's not getting himself into trouble here. Hopefully they're not, like, luring him in, and all of a sudden he becomes like, you know, the big dog's male escort service. Because one thing could lead to another. We do know this, though. He can't advertise on Craigslist anymore, right? They've counted that out. Look at Dave Olson, all disappointed over there. It's not that bad. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish off our uh, look at college football, and we'll bring up some of the scenes, some of the uh, funniest scenes from movies that we can recollect, and we're going to add to the list as we go along, but that's kind of our daily quandary for the day. Don't forget, two hours today, so stick around. We'll be going from 11 till 12 o'clock as long as my voice holds out. David Olson, our producer. Big Dog is out today. You can play the part of the co-host. Dial it up. Phone lines are open. Talk sports and more with the coach at 888-463-6748. Back in about a minute and 19.5 seconds. We're on a very tight schedule today. Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Yeah, welcome back. Two Guys in a Mic show, TalkZone.com. David Olson, our producer, coach. That's me flying solo today. Thank you so much for joining us. Two-hour experience. Normally, it's only one hour occasionally. Occasionally on Thursday. General Manager, the Commander-in-Chief. Christopher R. Whitting allows us to go that extra hour, and today we're going to jump on it, take advantage of that, and we will go live. Again, as long as my voice holds out, 888-463-6748. The phone number, real quick, we're going to get off the sports page. Uh, and I do want to get to baseball, too. I know David Olson, our producer, checking on some of the late scores yesterday because we want to keep up in that National League Western Division race and, in conjunction with that, the uh, wild card race 
as well. So it's getting interesting there. We know our Cubs uh, beat San Francisco yesterday 2 to nothing. We'll talk some baseball as we go along. But we said before the break, our daily quandary today, one input from you, the listener, talk a little comedy, go back, and that can be recent, could be a long time ago or anywhere in the vast in between. And we're not necessarily today talking about the great comedy movies, but I want to know the specific scenes that were some of the funniest you've ever seen that absolutely cracked you up. I wrote some down. I could probably add to this list as you go along, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a ton. And, David, you got a couple written down yourself? couple? All right. Going to add to that list again, 888-463-6748. Peter Sellers and the Pink Panther. Classic, classic movie. The the one I think that cracked me up the most, I think it was The Return of Pink Panther. You remember Kato, his trusty assistant? Right? The small, short, Asian guy, Kato. And I still remember the scene where Peter Sellers comes home after a long day at the office or a long day out of the office. That's where Inspector Clouseau usually was. Excuse me, sir, would you like a rum? A what? Excuse me, sir, I would like a rum. Uh, a what, sir? I would like to rent, I would like a rum for the night. Oh, you mean a rum? That is what I've been saying all along. But I still remember the scene. He comes home, house is dark, turns on the lights, and Cato is trusted. This is part of Cato's job is to keep Peter Sellers, keep Inspector Clouseau sharp and on the ball. So Cato will at various times sneak in and surprise him, and, and, and Inspector Clouseau has to be ready for the attack. That's part of the game. So Peter Sellers slash Inspector Clouseau, he's expecting Cato to be somewhere. And it's like about a six, seven-minute scene where he's going through every room looking for Cato. He looks in the laundry room. He looks in, in the washing machine. Goes down in the basement, Kato. I know you're here, Kato. Into the living room, behind the TV, everywhere you can. And this goes on for like four or five minutes. And then finally, shrugs his shoulders, relaxes. Ah, Kato must not be here. Turns on the light, goes in the kitchen, opens up the icebox to get himself a sandwich, and there is Kato in the icebox with icicles hanging from his head. Hi-ya! And fires out with a leg kick to Inspector Clouseau's head. Absolutely cracked me up. And again, the Peter Sellers, you could spend a whole show working on his, or uh, talking about his classic scenes, but the other one was, who was his counterpart? Was it Herbert Lom was the actor? Pretty sure it was Herb- Herbert Lom, uh, and it's, uh, Inspector Clouseau is undercover as a dentist. And Herbert Lom has an incredibly painful tooth that needs to get pulled. So Clouseau was trying to come in and, of course, get some secrets from him. But uh, he's doing it by impersonating the dentist. And he gives Herbert Lom the uh, laughing gas and himself the laughing gas. So as he's pulling out the tooth in an incredible pain, both of them are cracking up. And, again, a lot of these scenes you can YouTube. But those two probably, the two I remember most from the Pink Panther ones, and they're two of the, the scenes that had me cracking up the most. You want to hear my favorite Pink Panther scene? Okay. I lost the cue. Oh, Hold on. we lost the cue. All right. That's all right. Silent. Nothing wrong with a little silence on radio. Many people say that our show actually actually improves with a little bit of dead air. Don't know how to take that, but uh, that's what the sur- survey says. All right. Let's do take two. 
Does your dick that? <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes, dig it. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said your dick did not bite. That is not my talk. <laughs> That's right up there. I, I, I love that one. That's right that up one. there. Classic. Classic Peter Sellers. Or when he's getting out of the car at the fancy restaurant. And he's driving up in the big fancy car. He's got the hat and the cane. The whole bit he gets out of the car. And the guy goes, excuse me, sir. May I take your hat? No, thank you very much. May I take your coat? No, thank you very much. May I take your cane? No, thank you very much. And the guy just walks away and goes off in the moon. Peter Sellers looking around like, what the hell just happened? Thank you. And by the way, you could get away with it. Anybody somewhat well-dressed, confident-looking? Who wanted to steal a car and other articles of clothing? You could do that in the city of Chicago. You get outside and, you know, uh, here, sir, I'll take your car. Can I take your hat? If you're confident about it, you could get away with it and probably get yourself a brand new car. You probably get caught eventually, but you could do that. All right, we got to uh, break for hour number two of the program. We will come back. We'll continue with some of our comedic scenes, some classics from. Uh, comedies we just covered peter sellers but we'll go over some other ones and again one input from you the listener out there 888-463-6748 we talk no nfl football in hour number one we will do that for sure in hour number two we'll continue talking about the miners and our favorite team the group of 33 in the chilean mine and we'll uh, get off the sports page as well when we come back all right talkzone.com two guys in a mic hour number two a rare moment in time they're letting us out to play for a second hour we'll take a quick break back in a minute don't go anywhere 